This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. All right, what's going on, you guys? And welcome back to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. In today's episode, we sit down with the Director of Operations of Virtuous Fitness. So Tanya is her name. She was a client of our gym. I you know, Kurt's, I coached the first session that she ever came in with and um, a friend brought her in. She came in, I coached her session. <laughs> she was, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very tall guy and um, I tend to get in people's space when I talk to them. I'm just kind of like an endearing person in that like I just like to be close to people when I'm speaking with them and it kind of creeped her out a little bit. And I remember her just kind of like, you know, stepping back as in like, hey man, like you're in my bubble, bounce away. And, you know, fast forward several years, she has pretty much done every job at the gym. She cleaned the gym. She started doing admin and kind of nurturing st- uh, type duties with the gym. Then she found herself doing sales. And then and now she's basically the second in command. She runs the gym um, when I am not there and does a really good job at it. So today we jump into her story and how she found herself in this position and I'm really excited for you guys to listen. Really quick, before we jump into the show, do me a favor. I want you to take a screenshot on your phone and then post it on your Instagram story. The reason why I do that is because we want to get this message out there. We want more people to be able to find their way to this show so that they can learn and we can all grow together um, from each episode that we put out. So again, take that screenshot, post it on your either your Instagram or your Facebook story, and that would be greatly appreciated. And then without any further ado, you guys, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So Tony, tell me a little bit more about how you become interesting. You become interesting? Yeah, you were just about to go into a full-on rant about how you become interesting. I don't think it was a soapbox rant. That's not fair. Were you here the day that I stepped on top of the bench before I started saying something? I stood on top of that. Yeah, I was standing right here. What was I talking about? You weren't talking about anything. I was going to say something. Oh, I pushed it over to you. you Hold on. And then you stood on it and you became even more of a giant than you are now. Did you, uh, there's like old CrossFit videos of this guy named Austin Mayello, Mayello? I'm like butchering He's not realistic, to this, so it's fine. Um, but they used to call him Soapbox, whatever his last name was, because he would just get in rants about everything. About this water bottle. This water bottle is stupid because, and he would talk for 20 minutes about how it's stupid. <laughs> I tend to do that a lot. I, I mean, was... You, old, uh, old Soapbox Werner over here is what we're going to call you. <laughs> I thought my name was Tiny Hug Me. Uh, Tiny Hug Me is good, too. Tiny Hug Me is good, too. Bye, Jess. Bye, Jess. All right, you guys, so welcome back to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. So in revamping this podcast, I had this wonderful plan that I would bring in my team a little bit more. In the past, this was like solely just kind of a Cody thing, and I would interview people, and then I realized that maybe I was doing my amazing team a huge disservice by not bringing them on the show. Um, And kind of bringing this show back out, my thought was I want to pretty much document everything we do and put, uh, I guess, more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more life behind the podcast in the sense of like who, you know, who is part of Virtuous on like the granular level of, you know, the day-to-day operations of both the fitness and the grappling side and then bring you guys along. So whether you're one of our clients listening to this or you're somebody out in the ether that follows us online in some capacity, you can always, you know, refer to the show, know about us, know what we're doing. And um, there's nothing here. I'm just, I'm going off the cuff right here. Um, but uh, the, the goal is to kind of bring some life and to bring some um, personality into the show a little bit and introduce you to, you know, uh, I guess in the gym setting, who is my better half. And then on today's show, I have my friend, Coach Tanya, a.k.a. Tanya, manager extraordinaire, director of operations, queen bee in the virtuous gym. So, uh, Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Are you nervous? I'm very nervous. You guys see, you guys have no idea, but... Um, 
doing this gym for a long time, there, there are certain skills and leadership abilities that you have to acquire to be able to run this successfully. And my um, friend Tanya here over the years has blossomed into this person. It's just been amazing to watch. And she, you know, runs this gym. I'm more or less, I feel like I'm like a figurehead. I'm somebody who just drops in, kisses babies, karate kicks a couple people. And then, but I mean, truly you run this thing. So sometimes I feel like you're blowing smoke up my ass. No. Why would I do that? Just kidding. I mean, would I blow smoke up your ass consistently for what, four years now? No. no. How long have you worked here? Uh, yeah, I think four, four or five years. Does it feel that long? No. No, it doesn't feel that long. Are you just being nice? No, I'm, I'm not. I, I feel like um, I, I get to, people ask me all the time, like, you know, how's your day or whatever, and I'm always like, you know, living the dream. And know, I do. I sometimes do. when I say that to people, I think they think that I'm lying. And I'm like, no, but I'm being serious. Though. I know, I'm being serious. Yeah, because usually when you say that and people are like, well, you're full of shit. Like there's, okay, what happened to you today that made you say that? Who poo-pooed in your Cheerios? No. Nope. Yeah. I mean, who, like I, I work at a gym. Yeah. I get to train whenever I want. Um, I get to hang out with my friends. Well, do we get to train when we want to though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell totally uh, You actually do not get to train when you want. Well, I mean, I have the benefit of like, if I want to, or if I, if I can create the time to just like step away and, sure. you know, like yesterday, we trained yesterday, which is yeah. pretty nice. Super spontaneous. It was awesome. Super spontaneous. Um, sometimes the best sessions happen then. Like, did you ever validate whether you are not validate, but did you ever um, like go back and check? Was that a PR yesterday in your clean? Uh, it was a, it was a PR in my overhead, in but overhead. not in, uh, not my clean. So just like. My clean is, yeah. Hashtag barely warm up, hashtag PR. Jerk. Barely warm up. We warmed up. Just didn't warm you up. You did two pigeon stretches. I didn't do pi two pigeon stretches. I mean, unless I missed you it. You were walking around the gym, hanging on to like some kettlebells and well, stuff. I I'm was doing old. like squat to crawls and toe touches. It takes and time for stretching. this whole body to get moving. I was doing box jumps, primary nervous system. So like, don't tell me I don't know. How to yeah, warm so up. maybe I didn't say you didn't know how. I just, I just said maybe you went hashtag no warm up yesterday. But I just saw you doing some pigeons. So I just assumed I'm that's all old. it was. I'm we're old. Are no, you older I can't. Than me? Yes, I'm older than you. Mm. No, I cannot. I can't just jump into training without warming up anymore. Mm, this is true, which is funny when I watch people do that. It drives me nuts. Oh, like, you're going to break something. Well, I mean, they'll learn eventually. There's like this battle on the jiu-jitsu side right now to where some of the guys don't want to warm up. They feel like we're like wasting time when we do that. And I'm like, well, you could totally get injured if you want to. Well, and, you, and then you spend more time recovering from an injury yeah. than you would have just spending, you know, five, ten minutes warming spend up. Spend the ten minutes warming up. You're going to be fine. Spend the ten minutes warming up. That's yeah. like meal prep, right? Uh, meal prep isn't exactly ten minutes, though. That's a whole thing sometimes I know, but on the weekend. It is a whole thing, but yeah. it saves you time throughout the week. Like we didn't meal prep this week because of Christmas mm -hmm. and like we were cooking all day for Christmas and festivities or whatever. And so like there's no, there's no meal prep. Which you, which you saw my meal prep entailed going to Chipotle with my son yesterday. Yeah, for sure. What's so for it, lunch today? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so at the time of us recording this, you guys, we are just getting after Christmas. We had an amazing holiday party here at the gym. Uh, you know, the... We had a little bit of ice, freezing rain. We had some snow, just all kinds of stuff that just been happening. So we're just kind of getting back into the swing of things. And um, what better opportunity than to get your friends on your podcast? Um, so my intention today with uh, having Tanya on the show is um, I think it's cool because, Tanya, you're truly like the – I often will share your story when I do sales consultations, right? Because people – sometimes it's hard to think about – like what is possible on the other side of time and consistency and all these things. And I think you're the perfect example of somebody who started as a member, pretty unsure of like what we are about. You were, you know, brought in by a friend. Were your kids doing gymnastics at the time? Is that how you kind of ended up there? Uh, they were doing gymnastics at the time, but we were, um, no, my girlfriend, Lindsay, who I'd known for like a long time, yeah. um, had convinced me finally to come check out like CrossFit with her. Yeah, and now you 
you run a gym. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a, it's an opportunity that like, when I share that with people, I'm like, yeah, you see that lady over there? Like she was a member just like you. She came in here was, I was in her bubble. I was like invading her space. And like, you know, now she runs the gym and she's like my gym wife. Right. So it's like, I think that's a cool perspective. So my hope is, is to kind of ink out some of that and to allow people who listen to this, whether it's our members or whomever, like allow them an opportunity to take some of the ways that you think, some of the things that you do every day. And then even just talk a little bit about what you do in your day to day to, you know, stay on top of this mass quantity of crap that you have to do every single day. So let's start off a little bit about you. Like, um, what was life like for you before the gym and then when you joined the gym and then your progression to like becoming the, the director of operations, if you will, like what was life like, like, like that for you? Oh boy. Um, I don't know where to start. So, uh, I was a stay at home mom. Um, I had both my kids. We, we've homeschooled since my son was, um, we pulled him from third grade. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I spent a lot of time with my kids um, tried to do like at home videos and stuff. I did a lot of like Jillian Michaels, um, which is so funny because I just don't see you as like a beach body Jillian Michaels type person. You but know G- I mean? she wasn't beach body at the time. I didn't do beach body. I just classify as kind of the same thing. Yeah, but it was like buy a video, you know, buy mm-hmm. a DVD or whatever. Like we had the P90X stuff, so I did that for a while. Um, but nothing really like resistance training or weightlifting or anything. Um, I did not know that it could be so much fun. Uh, so Lindsay finally convinced me to come just check out, you know, this CrossFit place. And I was like, okay. Um, and I went with her. It was a Thursday. I do remember that. Um, it was an afternoon. I showed up and it was this little, you know, we were, obviously we were in a smaller facility at the time. Um, so a little bit more intimate. Um, I remember signing my life away and, uh, you made a joke about these people. (laughs) Well, you made a joke about it and you're like, well, I just, you know, um, we're just going to sign our life away and, uh, and then we can fitness and it's gonna be fun. Um, and I did, and it was, and it was fun. It was very challenging, uh, something that I'd never done before. Um, but I had a good time and you, uh, I'm sure everybody that follows this pad- podcast probably knows you are a giant, um, a large man. For you sure. are a very yeah. large man. I'd never <laughs> met anybody as tall as you are, um, or as big as you are. And I, I remember you, you would kind of come into my bubble and I was like, yeah, that's yeah, close enough. Back up. <laughs> <You> full. <can. laughs> I need you to, I need you to calm down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started, uh, gosh, I, I came uh, a couple times after that, and I specifically I remember I came on a Saturday, um, and one of our longtime um, clients at the gym, Rocky, um, who was bride to our co-trustee, yeah. um, she, we did a really, really challenging wad, uh, and we were like running up and down Newberry, like some deadlifts. Um, I swear there was something else in there that I was like, I'm going to puke or die. I don't know. Uh and we were done, and she was like, if you come back on Monday, like, that's it. Like, this is it. Like, you're going to be... I literally remember that workout. hmm I thought you were going to die. hmm Yeah. Your fitness did, was not, did. back then, what it is now, that's for sure. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I was going to die. Either that, or I was going to finish, and I finished. So, and here we are. Yeah. yeah. She said, uh, yeah, she said, if you come back on Monday, and I did. And yeah. I came back on Monday. Uh, a lot of life things happened um, after we moved to our bigger facility, um, specifically stuff with my husband's naval career and just like life in general. Yeah. Um, so for you, like what led you to kind of the, the decision to become a coach, right? Cause I, I remember our conversation. So here at our gym guys, the, the, the desk had been in one, one location and then we moved into another location, but where the, where the desk was previously for us, like I specifically remember our conversation of you juggling the idea and at the time, uh, myself and our old manager had like kind of poked you a little bit about like, hey, you should go 
and you should get certified. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't know. And then like, you know, weeks later come to find out that actually happened. Like what kind of pushed you into that? Was it something that like, you're like, I want to be a coach. I want to pursue this thing. Or was it more like, kind of just like, let's just see where this thing goes from here. So I'm a, um, I'm a big proponent Boy. of kind of like it. self, um, not necessarily like uh, what self-reflection and pursuing your own education and like knowledge and stuff. Cause sure. pursuing knowledge and pursuing education doesn't stop just because you've graduated high school or graduated college or whatever. To, um, to us, it seems like that. Maybe to other people, I think they stop learning. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I think in my, in my life and in my children's life and our family, like um, knowledge is a lifelong pursuit. Mm-hmm. And so um you guys had poked me about it and you didn't know that I'd already gone to get my level one. Mm. Was uh, that so the sequence was off in my head, you know? Uh, no, I think that I, I just kind of, I feel like I remember two conversations, but maybe you hadn't told us at the first conversation. I hadn't told you at the first yeah. conversation. I'd kind of already gone and gotten my level one. Um, just to, just to pursue kind of the knowledge. Cause I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed weightlifting. I really enjoyed uh, the Olympic barbell movements that we did. Um, and I just kind of, for myself, wanted to learn more, trying to understand, like, the way our body works and mm-hmm. systems and um, stuff. So, yeah, I'd kind of gone in. And uh, when I finally told you guys, I was like, well, I kind of already have my level one. <laughs> and I, I remember yeah. both of you were like, what? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's get you on the floor. I was like, mm, no. You, I feel like you didn't start coaching right away, right? Like, I didn't. Later. No, I started uh, administrative work. So around that time that, uh, um, again, my husband's naval career, and um, we we had to move, and a lot of lot of life stuff had happened. You kind of gave me the opportunity to, um, uh, like a trade for my membership, um, which I felt was very uh, generous um, at the time. So I I cleaned the gym for probably about two years. Um, that paid for my membership, and um, and then you were like, I'd like you to work admin admin stuff for us. And yeah. I mean, basically, in direction was like calling clients, you know, doing client retention, um, and checking in with people. And I was like, cool, I can. So you were like client success manager. Before that was like a, a position that we had here, right? I think yeah. I don't think that we had actually like labeled it as such, but I just came in um, for a couple hours a day working admin stuff, um, and then we had the conversations about coaching. And I remember when I finally agreed to join um, the the internship program, I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't sure that I had enough knowledge and to to be able to take care of our clients in that way. Um, but I think through the internship program and then through experience, it's been yeah. it's been a pretty cool journey. And now fast forward, you know, several years and the place that you're at now, like you're you're running the gym, you're leading a team, you know, you have your own personal you know, you've had personal training clients over the years, you've had you've done programming, you're a nutrition coach now, like this evolution for you, um, sitting on the outside of that has been really cool because I think it's very easy, you know, we we're talking a little bit about this like with like Jess and stuff earlier about how like um, like you don't have this, like, there's not, there's not finite time here, right? Like I, I'm always looking to like, I want to maximize my days. I want to maximize my minutes. I feel like you, you truly have, especially on the career side. I know your family life and stuff like that. You're, you're always pursuing betterment and excellence there, but you've been doing it kind of in your career as well. And this, obviously your growth, it, it speaks for itself. Um, for you now, like what was one of the biggest mindsets that, or, or if any, did you have to overcome these mind? I know for me, when I was coming up in coaching, I had to like this imposter syndrome I had of like, who am I to be a person to coach people? Um, was that something you ever experienced? And if it was like, what did you do 
to kind of work past some of those things and do the work anyways. Absolutely. Uh, imposter syndrome is real. Um, I think what I love about constantly having, because I still have it, it's not gone. Sure, me too. It's not something that just goes away. Just and you get better you, at like dealing with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely get better at dealing with it. Uh, one of our core values at the gym is just being humble. And I think in living a life of humility and knowing that I don't have all of the answers mm-hmm. gives me the opportunity to, to answer questions <clears throat> in a more honest manner. So if somebody has a question about training, they have a question about a movement, um, and I don't have an answer for them, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them, oh yeah, this is like the right way to do that. It's like, well, no, I actually, I actually don't know a good answer, but I'll, I'll find out. You know, you know, one of my first <laughs> things were different when I was like interning, obviously. Right. But my, one of my first like intern style coaches, he's like, if you don't know the answer or something, just baffle them with bullshit. And like that didn't settle well with me. And I've thought about that for years because I never listened to that advice. And literally the other day, um, one of our clients was asking us, uh, Gail was asking me about, um, you know, why he could be having some pain in his calf. And I was like, well, I don't know. It depends. It could be a, a myriad of things. And I tried to give him, you know, a million different explanations of why that could be. And um, I remember he, he was like, he's like, thank you for not pretending like you had the answer, but just telling me you didn't know, but still offering solutions and, and kind of like to help me to understand how things were, could end up like that, you know? And I, and I thought about that because I just remember that coach offering me to like, just make up something. I was like, well, that never settled well with me because I think ultimately people can see your true intentions and they can look right through that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I love that you said that. So the, the baffle them with bullshit or like fake it till you make it. Um, I think it, it has a lot to do with integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, integrity is a very important part of my life. Sure. So if I'm faking it until I make it, like not only am I lying to myself, but I'm also lying to my clients. How you do anything is how you do everything. Right, right? exactly. And so if I'm lying to my clients, then now I've created a, a level of like mistrust. Sure. Right. So when finally the truth comes out, Otani actually doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, whereas if I just say in the beginning, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. And like, it's totally okay. I'd prefer to say, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. Sure. Sure. And, you know, try to follow up. So for you, you mentioned a little bit about your life. Like, um, I know you do a great deal of like personal development and like, you know, a lot of like internal and self work and stuff like that. Um, what are some things that you do day to day that both help you keep grounded and allow you to perform at a high level with your family and work and your clients and, and handling our people here dealing with me? Like <laughs> I'm sure there are tons of things that you have to do to keep yourself grounded and centered. What are a few of those like things that you could do or that you do that maybe others could do? to benefit them as well? Um, I can give like recommendations for what I do. Ultimately, I think clients and, you know, people in general have to find what works for them. Um, I, I read a lot. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of, um, because I I think um, what like reading, and we've talked about this before, reading is a lot like time travel. Mm -hmm. So the mistakes and things that other people have learned, I don't have to go through those hardships. I can just, you know, read and kind of apply what they, what they do. Uh, I journal a lot. Uh, I do a lot of like self-reflection mm-hmm. and why do I have certain reactions to things? Why do I behave in such a way? Um, I question my motives a lot, question myself a lot. Um, and again, it's just for me, the pursuit of like knowledge and stuff in my life. And how can I, how can I make my life not necessarily easier, but have a bigger impact on those around me? And how can I impact um, specifically like my family? Mm-hmm. What's one of your favorite personal development books? Oh, good heavens. 
Um, <laughs> so many. Every time I get asked that, I'm like, because oh, I'll say something different every time because it depends on like what I've read recently, and maybe that's my favorite book right now. Like, what's what's one of your favorites most recently that you've read? Um, I think um, favorite of all time is uh, scripture. Just mm. reading through the Bible. Sure. Um, there's a lot of um, knowledge and information in that. If you if you can get past the religiosity, if you can get past what um, men have done to to interpret it in such a way that kind of suits their motives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it holds a lot of power inside of it. Um, and then, gosh, what would be... Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a good book. I really like Dale Carnegie. That's like an every year read. Mm-hmm. I read some portion of it, whether it's like, hey, I'm just going to pull you know, 50 pages out of it. Out of, like I, I do that with extreme ownership. Mm-hmm. I'll just go back and I'll read... 30, 40, 50 pages of it just to like jog my memory or I'll just kind of skim through and get some of the main ideas and stuff like that too. Yeah. Uh, and my other go-to are um, 12 Rules for Life and Beyond Order, both mm. of which by Jordan Peterson. I was about to say, that's a Jordan Peterson book, right? Jordan Peterson books. Yep. Uh, typical day for you. What does that look like? Um, Tell us what the crazy life of a gym manager, director of operations can look like. Um, I think people sometimes like, again, like if you're, if you are a client at this gym, I think you may see some of the, just on the external side of what things look like. But I, I know you obviously saw, like, I know what some of the outside of the gym, plus the inside of the gym, plus like running kids here and there, plus like trying to find time to read, plus trying to be, a, you know, like, I know there's a lot of stuff in there that are like kind of crazy, but like, what's an average day look like? An average Wednesday start to finish. Um, okay. Um, so I, I time block. That's a skill that you taught me mm-hmm. a couple years ago that has been very important in my life. It is, if it is not in my calendar, it's not happening. Uh, I've forgotten things like, you know, people like, Hey, you've got something going on. I'm like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not my calendar. Yeah. That's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? Wake up probably between five thirty and six, if I can get away with that. Um, I like to read. I like to start my day off with reading. Love that. So, uh, either reading, um, Gosh, I'm, a, I'm actually in the middle of the Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, again, it's a yearly read, something mm. that I like to revisit. Uh, I try to also pick some books for like reading for pleasure. Um, and then journal. Um, journaling, again, is a very important part of my day. I, I like to start off one of my main journal prompts in the morning is who am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that when, we, when you shift your focus to a who... Uh, instead of a what, like, what am, what am I grateful for? Well, gosh, I'm grateful for a roof over my head and food in my belly, and I'm grateful for my family. Um, but when you specifically ask the question of who, who is someone in your life that you're grateful for, it kind of breeds um, gratefulness, obviously, and then just kind of being content and, like, recognizing that we don't, you don't live this life alone. We, mm-hmm. we live it alone in our heads because um, my reality is what I make of it or my perception. Sure. Um but ultimately, we don't live alone. You have to have people in your life. So uh, journaling, um, breakfast, training in the morning, if I can get away with it. Um, we have f- just finished building a shop on our property, um, and my husband has acquired many toys mm-hmm. uh, in this shop. Yeah, a few so toys in there, one or two. There's a, yeah, one or two. There's a backwards treadmill, right? There's right. a backwards treadmill. <laughs> um, I think he's trying try to make a back- backwards treadmill, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Um, Stair climber, we've got, you know, workout training equipment in there. Um, both my kids do gymnastics, so there's a lot of gymnastics equipment in there as well. You guys want to hear a funny par- a paradigm is that we mentioned that you get to work out, in a, you're at a gym, so you get to work out all the time. But 
I think both of us have at home. <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's, you know, we're just poking fun at that. Like you, I, I tell this to a lot of our new faces. I'm like, you know, you, you open a gym thinking you're just going to work out all the time and then it becomes harder and harder to work out of the gym. And then, um, oftentimes it's because if like we're here, you know, we end up talking with clients and things that we want to do. And because I know that I will likely end up in a conversation that will make my one hour and 15 minutes workout turn into a three hour workout. I often will just try to get it done at home. And I'm assuming that's the same for you too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sure. I do know that certain times of the day I tend to be more um, interrupted and not, not to say that like, I'll never tell a client like, right. Hey, I'm in the middle of something. Can you, you know, bother me another time? I'm never going to say that. Sure. Um, you know, if they have a question or they need to help with something, um, I'm always happy and willing to, you know, help and stuff. Right. But that just means that I have to carve out and create time uh, in at a different time in order to train um, myself and that's mm-hmm. fine um, I I'm so not only the the um, manager team manager um, but I get the opportunity to do a lot of our sales consultations which is super fun uh, I get to meet all of the new people that come in here if they do a sales consultation so mm-hmm. it, it's nice to be the one that meets with people and gets to know their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody has a reason why they're coming to the gym. Um, and I get to more often than not be the first person that they tell that story to. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. So typical day, I have a couple of sales consultations. I make a bunch of sales calls. People who have raised their hand and been like, I'm really interested in, you know, what you guys do at Virtuous. And I'm like, hmm, let me tell you. Um, so I get to make those calls. And then uh, I do a lot of uh, background admin stuff. Just... We get, you know, client membership issues or account issues and stuff. I follow up with that. Um, I don't know. That's that's pretty much so. By the time I get out of here, head home, pick up kids. Both my kids train at Bainbridge Island now. So that's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Bainbridge Island from where we are in Silverdale is probably about a 45-minute drive. No, it's no, it's no quick hike, that's for sure. It's no quick hike. Um, so let's kind of switch and kind of dig into that a little bit of like the work stuff. So... Um, a lot of your duties are a lot of client facing stuff, a lot of like team facing stuff. Um, what would you say for us is a, <clears throat> cause we have a 10 person team. That's not a 400 employee place, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a good amount of balls that are up in the air. If you would, if you would, we could kind of use that analogy. So for us, like how do, how do you believe we are able to keep this team connecting and moving and kind of rowing in the same direction? Wow, that's a great question. I think I think a lot of that has to do with culture and community. Um, I think a good leader um, is less about like forcing forcing people to do things and more about what kind of like a hands off approach, right? Mm-hmm. We have we have such a great team. So everyone that's on our team is someone who has been a part of the community, Mm. Uh, just like myself, who started as a client of the gym, who pursued, you know, their own self-education, pursued their coaching certificate, you know, raised their hand and were like, I'm really interested in the internship program. Um, So there hasn't been a lot of, and I I don't want to say coercion because that's not the word I'm looking for, but everyone that's on our team is like volunteered, is is. They want to be here. Mm. They want to do this. And it's something that they're passionate about. To the point there are many clients, there are many clients, there are many coaches on our team that actually have what we call, you know, big, big people jobs, Mm. right? Like a regular nine to five. And then they come here, you know, after they're at work all day. And this is something that brings them joy. 
So it's less about, I think, what's, I can't, I can't think of the word. I'm so it's like, it's on I think of it a lot about like, um, there's like family of relation and, and then family by choice. Yeah. Right. So like we, for us, the people at this gym, the, the, the team anyways, they, they, they chose to be part of this family. They weren't just like here because they were here. They chose to be part of this family. <clears throat> part of this family and it's like like volunteer work if you will mm-hmm. like granted they get paid but they like they they get the opportunity they get to to coach and be a part of this team yeah um i think for us like part of what holds the team together too is like um this is something that we've really gotten good at over the years or, or not say good we've gotten better at over the years is just like the communication loops that we have and this is something often when i'm talking to like some of my mentor clients <clears throat> were discussing like one, one issue the other day with not to say who the, the, the gym is and I'm working with, but um, one of their coaches <clears throat> was basically like canceled sessions for Christmas, right? Canceled the Christmas Eve session, canceled the session before Christmas Eve and the session after Christmas day. And this person did this without informing his leadership team that he was going to do it. And, my, my response is like, number one, like as, as leaders, we always want to try to assume as much leadership as we can, right? Mm-hmm. Like where, wh- I asked them, where can you own how this kind of transpired? And um, at the time, they, they didn't kind of have the, the, the mental understanding that like a lot of that actually landed on them in the sense that like there, there was no holiday schedule put out. There was no, um, this is how we handle Christmas time. These are the responsibilities of the coach. If the coach cannot make this session, then it needs to be covered by this person. Um, I think for us, like the communication loops and us being very upfront about expectations and stuff like that, maybe we could be better. I look for me and uh, uh, specifically, I think sometimes I personally could be better with putting times on things so that when things aren't completed in a timely manner, I'm not like frustrated by it. You mean like deadlines? Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm horrible at putting deadlines on people. I usually just give somebody a task and I don't, if I don't know the deadline time or anything, I often lack the capacity to like pressure somebody into, I need this done by Friday. I need this done by the second, you know, like I'm just not super good about that. Um, but I think that like when you put those sort of parameters out and you communicate with your team constantly, like if your team's not motivated, you didn't share vision with them. If your team is reacting a certain way and you haven't shared with them, you know, the parameters around certain things and we truly don't, you know, what do we do here every time a mistake happens? We need to create a process. One happened recently, right? Like, well, and I, th- I think um, you kind of hit uh, that extreme ownership kind of thing where um, as, as leaders, as the ones that are trying to, to guide this like ship and stuff, where, where can we accept ownership for something that's kind of like a, either a breakdown in communication or a breakdown in pr- protocols or procedures? And um, when we've had like new coaches come through our internship program, I think the biggest thing for us was setting and providing core values for our team. Um, this is anything that you do, take a look at it through this lens. Are we, are we, right, exactly. This filter, this lens of how we kind of operate. And if it's in line with our core values, then it's a yes. Mm -hmm. If it's not in line with our core values, it's a no. I think that provides our team with the opportunity to go above and beyond with, um, you know, providing for our clients, creating, you know, a good community, uh, a good culture. So like, I'm about to say like, we should just share the, the core values with people. Sure. I mean, if you guys are out there, if you're a business owner or a coach listening to this, like, um, I, 
one of the the best things, two two of the best things that I think we've ever done with like the team as a whole, um, and I don't know if I've even shared with you this before, is like number one, reminding people where we came from, mm-hmm. and like I try to share a story at all of our meetings, and I, I gave this kind of tactic to uh, one of my my mentor clients the other day about like. You ever notice every meeting I share a story of one of our clients? Well, yeah, it touches to like, this is our why. This is our why. People are moved by stories too. So it's like, I'm going to tell a story about a client recently because we we have these things that kind of flow in all the time. So at every meeting I tell a story, but um, when we set core values and we set like a statement of what we're trying to do and then, um, you know, we don't go through and read all of the core values, like it's a list every time, but we do try to hit on like, Hey, remember if we're going to be candid we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Like we've, um, it's helped to, it's helped to bring like a rallying cry behind everything that we do. Um, so if you're a gym owner or a coach out there or any sort of anything in any business or organization, like having a solid values, like we have one in our family, we call it the Smith standard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be recording a podcast and kind of talking about that, but like, we do core values at our house. Yeah. Too. Like having a value system, it just really helps to, to, um, now granted, you know, especially with my kids right now, as they, you guys have probably already heard them being nuts in the gym. Um, they, the younger ones tend to stray from the values a little bit every now and then, but it's just this constant, center point, if you will. Um, so set core values inside of your teams and hold people to those standards as best you possibly can. Um, so maybe we should just kind of read off. You want to do it? You want me to? Um, so th- they're not in any particular order. We yeah. never really kind of put an order on them, but uh, grow or die. Um, if we aren't learning and growing, we are dying. Um, be candid. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Own it. Take personal responsibility. Be accountable. Mm-hmm. Pursue excellence. <coughs> Go the extra mile. It's never crowded. Be humble, be willing to hear and learn from others and execute with conviction. Take action with confidence. Yeah. So this has been, um, I think it actually helps. There's, there's been times where uh, you as like the, the, the manager has reminded me of like, hey, well, in this situation, if we're going to stay true to X value, even for me as like the, the, the leader, if you will, it's good for me to be reminded of them and to recenter myself on them. And then for our team in any sort of situation, we'd be like, well, did you re-humble here? Did you own it? Did you grow or die? Especially if we have like a hard conversation that somebody's not willing. It, it came up in the programming meeting recently when I was like, hey, we're going to switch our programming to this thing. And I was like, well, why are we changing and repackaging things? And I'm like, just as like we're, we're growing into, we're dying here, you know, in reality, that's it. Um, for us though, like which one of those do you feel is the hardest for you maybe? And then for the team as a whole, like if you could wheel it down to one. Oh boy. Cause it's not, th- these are here and we, we hang them up to, to hold ourselves to a standard. But I think certain times there, some of these values become hard to stick to sometimes. Right. I like to give myself as an example, the, um, being candid for me sometimes is the hardest, is the hardest part because I want, I'm the people pleaser. I want everybody to like me person. So I often struggle with sometimes if something happens, I'm not super candid right away it takes like one or two more infractions before I'm like, Hey man, like, I think you're pretty candid with me with you because we've, we've just had very candid conversations for years now, but like some of the newer folks on the team, like I often will beat around the bush a little bit before I get super candid with them. So that's a value that I personally struggle with. And I would venture to say that a lot of people on our team probably struggle with that one too. Um, for you, which one of those do you think is one that you kind of, um, 
I can, I, f- I find myself sometimes I can be, I can become complacent. Mm-hmm. I can, so pursuing excellence for me is something that I have to work at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like being okay with like, hey, I didn't pursue excellence here. And again, like, I'm not saying like, like I say that in the sense that like, I'm not expecting to be, I'm not expecting to be perfect at all of them. Um, but that's one out of all of the six that like, if there was like a scale of one to 10, I'm like an eight. Well, yeah. And I think, um, I think even looking at them just kind of as like an overview, there's always an opportunity because we, this is something I think that our clients will also understand. Um, we as coaches, we're not above falling short of the mark or falling Mm -hmm. short, like, you know, not hitting the target. Um, and I'm, I'm not immune to falling into bad habits or, you know, things that I've tried to change over the years that, because old habits die hard. That's a, totally. yeah. And that's yeah. why it's that's a quote. Yeah. So I think recognizing and having them written down, especially on like a board behind our desk, is an opportunity to come in here and read through them and be like, okay, where can I, where can I pursue excellence today? Mm-hmm. Where can I can, where can I own it? Yeah. What responsibility? And I, I was saying that earlier with, um, just like when when there's been a communication breakdown or if there's like something that's kind of happened in the team. It's not, there's not any one person to blame, right? Because we all contribute to the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when when you recognize that it's not, so let's say you and I are kind of having a tiff or whatever. Yep. Um, it's not me versus Cody. It's not Cody versus me. Oh, it's me it's, versus you. Is it? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was in the workout. I was bleeding uh, yesterday. You were, I thought you were going to crush me. I actually thought you had crushed me at the end I'm of that I'm pretty sure you cheated. You uh, skipped around. And they have, so yesterday, you guys, we... Again, I came up to Tanya. So I, I've had this thing personally to where, um, as far as programming for me, like after after I finished my half marathon, I started writing programs for myself again because I would just kind of fall in whatever during the run uh, kind of prep because that was like the important thing for me. But then after the half marathon, I'd kind of lost my way in the sense that like there was no in destination that I needed to train for. So programming kind of went back to just doing like a little bit of everything all the time. What I was running into is I would write a program. I would spend, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour writing a week's of programming for myself. And then I wouldn't do it or I would do portions of it. And I would feel like my time had been wasted. Um, and I try to be very protective with my time um, with the exception of when I get into a death scroll, which is obviously I journal about that this morning. But um, so, I, you know, I started paying for some programming and, and basically, you know, programming yesterday was doing 10 sets of seven dual dumbbell deadlifts, front squats, and push presses. And then the beautiful part was every time you broke, you got to knock out some calories on the assault bike or the echo bike. Now, that was particularly interesting, um, but I had convinced my friend Tanya here to do that along with some cleaning jerks. And she was, you know, I had faced my back to her because the old competition Cody is still inside of there. And sometimes I don't want him out because I get very sore. And the recovery isn't what it used to be when I was in my early 30s, late 20s. <laughs> so uh, I turned my back to her. But, you know, I, I believe I was going into, I was finishing up round nine, going into round 10. And I had to break and hop on the bike. And I thought you were ahead of me and that you were going to finish. And I was like, well, she got it. There it goes. And then when she got back on the bike again, I was like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> but even still, when you got off the bike, you were cruising through your stuff. I was trying to not let, like, 
listen too much to what you were doing or watch what you were doing because I was just trying to stay in my lane. And just like, I'm just going to finish what I feel right now. Oh, you know? I was chasing you. That's good. That's good. And I, and I you. was, but I was trying to fight it the whole time and I couldn't. Um, so I thought for sure you had me. And, I, and even when we finished, I was like, man, did I miss a round? And I, I, to this day, I like literally today, I was like, man, did I miss a round yesterday? I don't think so. I mean, I think no. when we went over the numbers and stuff, where yeah. I broke and where you broke, again, I wouldn't have been able to keep track of where I was at if I had broken like you did. Yeah. But um, yeah, I almost had you. Which I may have lost track because of that. So if you guys are looking for something particularly uh, brutal to do to yourself. Don't um, do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Totally do it, but don't do it at the same time. Totally do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, don't do it. But, but right. It's not, yeah. it's not. Me versus you, unless we're training. Yeah. Um, it's it's us versus the problem. Yeah. How do we come up with solutions? How do we create solutions? How do we create how do we create parameters so that where this doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when when we all shift that mindset, when our team shifts that mindset, um, man, we're able to accomplish yeah. so much more. And I think I used to live in this world. You know, beginning of this year, we had our meeting, and I said, guys, expect us to break things this year. Expect things to go wrong. Expect us to get things. You know, expect decisions to not be made well, you know, just like, because I think a lot of people live in this world where like, there's no failure. And I think I heard this quote a few years ago where it was like, fail faster because every time you fail, you find basically a direction that doesn't work. Right. So I think I've really adopted that in the sense that like, anytime we want to, you know, I get this inkling that we need to change something. I'll usually bounce the idea off of you and a couple more people just to, to hear what I sound like to other people. And then we usually go. And then sometimes like, Hey, we're just going to do this thing. And we just go. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. Like we're about to change the programming tracks. If it sucks and everybody hates it, well, it sucks and everybody hates it. What are we going to do? I mean, if you're not failing, are you even trying? No, that's true. And, and you know, you know, I read this, I'm going to read this quote to you guys really quick. Throw it down. That's kind of the jam. Um, uh, so to get extremely successful, you have to be willing to do what nobody else is willing to do, right? And that is essentially making mistakes. Everybody thinks we're going to go and we're going to not make mistakes. And I think for us, like down to the core value stuff, down to all of the leadership side, like, mm-hmm. Admit mistakes when we do something wrong and just be okay with telling our team that. Um, so let's kind of bounce back a little bit. Um, you have been through many different iterations of this gym. You've seen, you know, the CrossFit competition style. You've seen, you know, COVID times. You've gone through and seen where we pursued this online thing or where I pursued this online thing, right? Like you've, you've kind of seen every iteration of this business, like, like what, what has that been like for you? Like to be part of this, to, to kind of grow with this gym, you know, what were, did you find it extremely rewarding? Did you learn different lessons? Like what has that whole growth and that process been like to just be, I mean, you've grown a gym from when it was around a hundred members between like 90 and 110 to, you know, over 300 now, like what, what has that been like for you? Challenging. Challenging. What's, what parts have been challenging? Um, I think challenging can be something good mm-hmm. because it's also been really exciting. Sure. Um, gosh, what has been most challenging? It, I don't think it's about being most challenging. It, you kind of have to, you have to stay ahead. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to stay on top of things. You can't let things kind of fall by the wayside and it no. just, it'll just get figured out later. It's not going to get figured out later. Right. Um, and if like you're not the one doing it, who's who's going to do it, right? So we got we got places to be, we got you know things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of got to stay ahead of the game. It's been exciting in watching not only the growth of the gym, but I think you as a leader. Um, that's been really interesting. I think 
we've we've talked about this. Um, I did a, a a little bit of a self reflection uh, party when I was down in uh, to Arizona, and I kind of reached out and asked some you know, family and friends and stuff, like if there was one word that you could use to describe me, what would it be? Mm. Uh, and I had somebody write back, um, it wasn't one word, but it was like ride or die, right? So like like a loyalty kind of sense. I have that kind of character trait. Mm. Um, and I think with you, I'm, I'm loyal because I trust you. Um, I think that you have high integrity. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if I don't agree with some of your ideas. <laughs> uh, you mean you're not going to disagree with everything I say? No. This place is a prison. This place is a prison. <laughs> Do you really think I can agree with everything that you say? No, God, no. Um, I got to be candid. Sure. I got to I got to say what I mean. Yeah. I got to I got to own. Accept it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, I think um but watching us, you know, go from a little competitive, you know, CrossFit gym, which was super fun, exciting, to being more of a strength and conditioning facility now in our bigger realm, <coughs> putting together the, you know, grappling program, doing online, you know, programming and stuff. I think that we still have our hands in so many different things that it helps us to continue, again, with that that core value of just, like, growing, mm-hmm. you know, con- con- consistently growing and trying to come up with not necessarily the next best thing, but... Like where, where can we pursue excellence? Where can we get better? Where can we serve our clients more? Where can we, you know, improve our team, um, you know, mentality, right? Sure. Um, what are some strategies that you think kind of on like the more tactical level, like what we, we have a ton of strategies, but what are some of the best strategies that, that you think we put into place to, I would say, take care of our clients, but also to retain them? Like, what are some just tactical things that we do? Um, Behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, admin side, I think one of the biggest things was birthday cards. Mm -hmm. Sending out a handwritten birthday card. I mean, people people don't send snail mail anymore. It's not really a thing. I often will tell people, I'm like, how many gyms do you know that has a person that spends several hours per week handwriting cards to all their clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not very many. Um, We, you know... Where the he- where the heck have you been, Loca? Um, you know, rights and stuff. That's uh, yeah. that's something that comes from Coach Jess. Um, it's a Twilight reference. I'm so sorry. Um, I had no idea what you were saying. I was just going with it. It's I uh, yeah. I don't <laughs> even know which one it's from. I just know it's a Twilight reference, and it's yeah. very funny. Uh, so sh- you know, if if you haven't been to the gym in a couple of weeks, right? We're we're not a commodity gym where you know you pay your membership and then you just disappear into the ether. And we're like, cool, we're happy to accept your membership. Right. Um, you know, you're gonna pay a membership here, and you're not here for a week or two. We're gonna be like, hey, hello, what are you doing with your life, mom, 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 mommy, mommy, <laughs> mommy? Yeah. yeah, for sure. We bother you until yeah. you come back. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of been a really important. Like people feel valued here and seen it's like i i sometimes when i have a new client coming in here i'll tell them it's a lot like cheers mm-hmm. but you know less alcohol more lifting weights mm-hmm. um you know when you walk in everybody knows your name we say hi we you know welcome you to sure. to your session and um you know just kind of come alongside you in this journey it's it's pretty cool to be a part of yeah yeah um i think it's funny i use the the cheers reference I always say like, and then I'm like, it's like when you walk in the door, it's like, hey, you know, whatever your name is, like, it's like this cool thing. I think Phil said this a long time ago, and it always kind of resonated with me. So Phil was a, the previous manager here. He, he always would tell people that like, we're like a big gym with a small gym feel. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, even though we're, we're a massive facility, we aim to make every person be feel or uh, be heard and, and able to be seen and stuff like that. And I think that's been... One of the most challenging parts as we've scaled and as we've grown is like, how do we still keep that? 
Like, how do we still keep that prominent? How do we still do that at a high level? I think we do okay. Obviously, there's a little bit of slippage with, as the gym has grown, but I still think we've been able to stay on top of that pretty well. Um, so I have a question for you that I don't even know what the answer of this is. Um, <laughs> what has been the most rewarding part of your job? Ooh. I like that I didn't tell you these questions before because I get to actively watch you work through this in your head, which is entertaining. Do I look like I'm like thinking really hard? My no, head's going to pop up. No, I think it's more like you, there's so many things that are rewarding and you're trying to narrow it down to like one good one to make it impactful and valuable. Yeah. Um, but that's always interesting because like sometimes you don't get to see that in a, you know, a over, an online interview. It's much different in person. So the, for, I will say for me, um, the, the one top of mind comes right to the clients, mm -hmm. the client wins that, you know, in between, in between the sales consultations. And I, we've, we've talked about this before where, you know, you raised your hand, you asked to come find out more about my gym and then you, and then you hang up on me. <laughs> like that's very frustrating, but sure. you know, I, that's not, I'm not the problem. Like I'm just here to try to get you out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Right. That's my job. Um, to kind of like hold up the mirror. But one of the most rewarding things, especially when I'm like, this place is a prison, um, is the small is the small client wins. Big client wins, of course. But you know, when you, when I have a client that finds you know takes the time to message me on you know Facebook or something, mm. and they're like, "Hey, I just wanted you to know, I you know I did box step ups today mm. instead of like plate step ups." Yeah, and I'm like, "That that's awesome." Yeah. Um, you know, hey, I uh, I actually did the the female barbell instead of the trainer bar today right. and I'm like that's really cool yep. and and just the fact that they wanted to share that with me because they recognize that we do we care mm -hmm. so like I want to know those things I'm not again this is not just like you sign in with your key card and you go and you lift some weights and then you go home and you're like social media maybe social media will be excited that I mm -hmm. went and trained today you know we're genuinely genuinely excited to see our clients every day I love that. Something I always think about with like this gym and just why I'm always looking to change things is like how, how can I make, this is kind of like a, a, a play on what Hormozy says, but like how can I make this gym so good that it would be dumb to say no to us? And then the second thing would be like how do I make this a gym that is exactly what, like what I wish I had if I was that person, mm -hmm. right? So like a person who, a person who had no fitness experience, what sort of value could I give, like, if, if I was in that person's shoes, what, what sort of value would I want to receive? Mm -hmm. That would be the first thing. And then more, more importantly, with, like, our change in programming structure that we're getting ready to go through is, like, well, how can I make this the, the best gym to as many people as possible? Mm -hmm. You know, like, how can I make from, from the programming, from the music, from, you know, I've joked around with, like, maybe we change the lighting in here and we'll do, like, some, like, crazy blue lights and I'll get our coaches in, you know, one of the the, you know, the speakers, not the speakers, like a Laveler mic or something like that. Like, how could I just make this so, this place so good that like, it just becomes something that people have to go to every day. The same as like brushing their teeth every day. Like you're going to brush your teeth every day. Well, you're going to come to Virtuous every day. Like that's something I always think about. And I think that comes down to like, just because I know like right now out there in the ether, in the world, somebody is looking for a place to just care for them, to just level them, to just help them to get out of their way. And I think that's partly why, like, I, I was going to ask you, like, why do you, um, do you think sales is bad? That was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Like, oh. do you think sales is bad? Do you think it's bad that we 
Because like we're you guys, we are not that gym that you can go and say like, well, let me think about it. Like if you come and you you try to sign up with a gym like us and you're saying like, you know, we go through our whole spiel, we pitch our programs to you in a sales consultation and you say, well, let me think about it. We're not just going to be like, okay, and let you walk out the door. We push. And and some would say that that's like sleazy sales stuff, right? Some There's there's a lot of coaches that I respect that think that that sales, you know, that psychological kind of jargon that we we approach people with is like a bad thing. And I'm like, well, I can think of easily in the last year, 10 times that I did that and that person became a different person because of it. You know what I mean? Because like, I'm not just going to accept your bullshit. I'm going to challenge you on it. And then you're going to have to think logically instead of the feeling of like, well, that number seems a lot. Yeah, but cool. You, you know, you got a $200 pair of shoes on, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just kind of that. So like, I, I once asked a client, um, you know, cause again, the, the financial question is, is usually the big one or the financial um, objection is usually the big one that I get. Um, and it, it was like, well, don't you, don't you have a Y membership? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've been, you know, and you've been paying that for a year that you didn't actually go to. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that was, you know, $600 that like you spent on something that you actually didn't use. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what we do here. Mrs. Jones, when you pay this money, you're saying I'm going to get this result. Right. Yeah. Love that. Um, Tonya, you're good on podcast. Did you know that? I'm good on podcasts. You're good on podcasts. Like, I think I'm just good at conversations. Great face for radio. Great face for radio. <laughs> That's yeah. mean. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so where last question I have for you really is like, where do you see the future of like this gym and this brand going? And where would you like to see it? Like if you um, could if you could paint that picture, what would it look like? Aside from taking over the world. Mm, love your, I love your, I love that. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about it often enough. Um, you know, I'd be really interested in seeing our brand I say our brand. Um, that's how much I bought into this. Um, you know, grow oh, multiple locations. You know, we're kind of like a, a household name. Um, you know, do you train with Virtuous? No, I train with like, why aren't you training with Virtuous? Loser. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Yeah, um, yeah I think um, because what we do is so important. Um, and it, you know, I, so many things that I can unpack with um, mm-hmm. COVID and that bullshit, but because we just got it, we just got censored on Apple. I'm just kidding. I don't care. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're we're welcome. gonna we're gonna get that little label under our episode. Oh yeah, misinformation. misinformation. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did say yeah for sure. My bad. Right. Um, but health and fitness is so important, and it and it seems to me if more people took if more people took better care of themselves we would we would live in a better world we wouldn't be where we are right now no in a lot of situations okay um great answer uh tanya where can people who don't currently know about where to find stuff from you i know that you are not super active on social media but you're there occasionally um if somebody wanted to maybe there was another gym manager listening to you right now where might they had to find, she's literally looking it up right now, you guys. That's how she social media is so hard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. I mean, you could even drop an email if you want to, because people, you know, may want to listen to this. And, you know, you are in a place right now where I believe you're working with another person who is a Tanya for another gym. I am. Yeah. Um, there, there are other Tanya-like folks out there. Where might they come and find you? Um, well, you can find me, Tanya, at virtuousfit.com. Um, that's generally the best way to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all A's, T-A-N-Y-A. It is not Tanya either. 
I told, I think I called you that one time joking and you did the equivalent. Armbar. It was basically, it, it was a verbal, thro- it was a verbal throat punch. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> don't ever call me that again. That's a long story. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also, uh, Instagram handle coach Tanya underscore virtuous fit. That's love it. I'm I, and again, I'm not very active on social media. I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. Send her lots of reels. She loves that. <laughs> Please don't send me lots of reels. <laughs> My husband sends me lots of reels. Yeah. And then I just scroll through. You know what I found out the other day? What? Like this total sidebar or whatever sure. about my husband. I love him to death. Love you, Steve. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, he, I asked him because he sent me some you know, videos. And he was like, well, did you watch that one? I was like, well, did you watch the other one that I sent you? And he had this like blank look on his face. I'm like, I send you maybe two mm. a day. And you can't even watch those? You send mm. me like 200. Mm. And I try to watch all of them. But God love him. Steve, I hope you watch the reels that I send you because I watch one or two of the ones that you send to me <laughs> <laughs> as often as I can. Um, Tanya, thanks for coming on the show. Um, you guys, you I hope me. that you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can reach out to me um, at Coach Cody Smith on Instagram, and then you can email me. I am also an, uh, at VirtuousFit email. You can do Cody at VirtuousFit.com. How do you spell that? Um, C-O-D-Y at sign V-I-R-T-U-O-U-S-F-I-T. All right, guys, see you on the next show. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Coach Podcast. I release episodes every single week. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any. You can learn more about me by following me over at Instagram and Facebook at Coach Cody Smith. Lastly, and before you go, I would love your help. Please head on over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star rating and review. This is how we grow the show and continue to bring impactful information to you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode.